welcome to the occupation and also to gentlemen don't get caught a podcast that's about rem with me lynn and me ali smooth much like that intro kudos we've gone from work song to occupation see what i did there it's kind of that is that is even better you're just going from strength to strength one thing at a time um this intro is longer than the intro to the song, which is very short. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's quite a good intro, but it's kind of almost like sleight of hand. Like it's this, mm. it's quite bright and smooth. It's kind of... Da, 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 da. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a fake out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it kind of goes into something like rather more dark and strange. Mm. It is a bit dark and strange. It is the... Uh... Yeah, the musical equivalent. I wanted to say the movie Brazil, but I don't know how accurate that is. But that's what oh, popped man. in my head. I have not seen that for such a long time. I think you say you've never seen it. No, I have I have seen it, but it was probably almost half my lifetime ago at this point. <laughs> I, I remember like lots of uh like desks and paperwork and people running around and like That's accurate. Robert De Niro ram- randomly showing up for ten minutes and being like, Hi, I'm a plumber. Or something. Or a, <laughs> I don't know whether he's a plumber or a postman. He looks like... I believe he was a duck, kind of ducked. Yeah, yeah sort of like vaguely like a sort of like off-brand version of Super Mario. Yeah, I always wondered whether it inspired the casting of Bob Hoskins in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Maybe, I, maybe. And that, that is a film I have not seen for a very long time. Cool. I think I found it particularly traumatic as a child. Ah, uh, yeah. That's sort of uh, Gilliam's thing, though, isn't it? I was talking about Super Mario Brothers, but oh. yes. <laughs> no, I've seen Brazil fairly recently. <laughs> yes, yeah. Famously nightmare-inducing uh, Mario. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've seen bits of the, um, of the movie, and it does seem like, okay, so what drugs were you taking to decide <laughs> this was a good way of adapting like essentially a children's video game about a friendly yeah. Italian plumber? It's very weird. Uh, I mean, the special effects look very cool, but also super disturbing. It's just like... Super disturbing. Uh, the late 80s slash early 90s were an interesting place in the filmmaking world. So what are you saying about Terry Gilliam films? Gilliam films? They're kind of... I haven't seen very many of them, but... I kind of think of them as being kind of disturbing, at least by reputation. I was trying to think of what others I've seen. I think I've seen a few. I mean, obviously... Twelve Monkeys is Terry Gilliam, right? Sorry, sorry? It's Twelve it Monkeys, is, Terry yes. Gilliam? I have the DVD sitting on my big pile of unwatched DVDs, and I never quite am in the mood. Um, um, what else? That's going to bother me now. Yeah. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas... Not seen it. Neither have I, but it's apparently a good Johnny Depp movie from okay. the times when he made those, <laughs> which is increasingly long time ago. Uh, yeah, but this song. Yeah, sorry. Welcome to Occupation. Hang your collar up inside. Hang your freedom higher or something. Uh, we're all just in dead-end jobs, Ali. We're in dead-end jobs working for the man. So is it, yes, is it is it a is it a double meaning of occupation? I think it is a double meaning of occupation. Oh right. I have never I figured it out. It has never occurred to me before <laughs> until you made that pun in the intro. I have to say it hadn't really occurred to me particularly until about five minutes ago. And I was like, maybe I figured it out finally. We're just figuring this out as we go. 
Yeah, because my initial thought was obviously occupations and like a hostile takeover. Right, 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 right. Yes. Which is also a business thing, but yeah. Indeed. I meant not, in a, not in a business thinking way. Thinking of more a geopolitical sense. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this song seems to be... I know we're skipping past the music almost. It's all right. But yeah, this film... Film. <laughs> this, this song seems to be very much about American imperialism and or... Cold War policy. Yes, I definitely feel it could be read as both or either of those things. Yes, Uh, and this is interesting just because we felt like previous R.E.M. songs Mm. have had like something like nodding towards a political subtext, but this seems to be, by comparison, like kind of spelling it out. Yeah, it feels that way. And we're still, I mean, the whole of R.E.M.'s career so Mm. far has been in the Reagan era, right? We're still in Reagan era America for another two Albums? Uh, well, it would have been 80... When was Clinton? 92? 92, yeah. So you had, you had uh, George Bush Sr. as... So that was 88, the, I guess. Yeah, well, he would have been... I guess he would have been elected in eight, in late 88 and then inaugurated um, okay. in early 89, I think, if I can count. So that makes sense. Yeah, so, um... yeah, yeah. Another one-term president. Just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trump. What a dick. <laughs> yes, the, the controversial position of this podcast. <laughs> Good riddance to wannabe despots. Yeah, still plenty of problems with politics generally, but yeah, uh, a definite improvement. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, clearly this is not what the song is about, but just, <laughs> I, I, I like the title of this song because it's kind of like, yeah, this is what life under the Tories feels like. It just yeah, feels it like sometimes. this, I mean, just this freaking hostile force, like just essentially like ruining a bunch of people's lives. Yeah, especially all the immigration stuff. It's just like... Yes. Well, it's like, it's so it's so openly hostile in a way that, in a way that some of the stuff is kind of sinister yeah, or the, the, hostile, but not in a necessarily overt way. Right, right, right. Um in the way that most the immigration stuff feels. The fact that they literally came up with a policy called the hostile environment is just like... It's just, it's sickening. Sickening's the only word for it, and that's not a word that I use lightly about anything, really. Yeah, I try to avoid yeah. too much hyperbole, but... And it's it's just like, it just says really terrible things about your country when... Yeah, absolutely. The party that is in power's avowed position is like let's be dicks to people yeah it's it's not really aspirational is it no which is ironic cons- considering they always claim to be the party of aspiration but it's really That's about right. like the party of like keeping the moneyed you know at the top and kicking everyone else in the groin and yeah anyway the tories suck that's the official Indeed. position of this podcast. <laughs> it is. If you're a Tory, please stop listening. Uh, um, or just, that, you know, enjoy, just the, enjoy the podcast it. and change your ways. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Think about other people for a change. In- Indeed. What is what is Stipe imploring that we listen to him about at the end of the song? Uh, that maybe America's foreign policy uh, needs some work. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, to give it some understatement there, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like people in glass houses should not throw stones, and we're both British, Indeed. so do not take this as implicit. Like, oh, uh, imagine being an American and having like 
such terrible foreign po policy. It's like, well, we mainly don't have quite as bad one now because we're not in quite the position to throw our weight around as we were, you know, 70 No, we just, we just have the position of kind of alienating ourselves from the rest of the world. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Just working out no, great I'm for not, I'm not saying... I, I, I'm not saying our foreign policy now is good. It's really, really bad. But like, it's l we're less in a position to like actually like bully people. This country could be better, Ali. It could be so much it could better. Could be a lot, lot better. And it would help if we had an electoral system that didn't insist on giving like the party that wins like forty odd percent of the popular vote like a massive commanding majority in the legislature it doesn't make any sense well i guess it makes sense if you're in power doesn't it, it does doesn't it's make like sense to no incentive to change it because it's working so like no another thing to say to tony blair you vainglorious idiot why didn't you fix it while you had the chance oh to because it was working and... for you and you thought that that would just continue Ugh. absolutely anyway oh we found a it was work. We we were. I was helping out another place the other day because um, they needed a hand, mm. uh, and we found uh, a terrifying freezer that had been propped open slightly, and I had to jimmy the door open with a big pole. This doesn't sound like a good story. It's not a good story, and I'm terrified of next week where we have to deal with this freezer again. Okay, uh, <laughs> I might have to defrost it, and it's going to be horrific. Please say they weren't body parts in this freezer. <laughs> There are many body parts in this freezer, just not human body parts. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that makes it all fine. <laughs> I did send a message to a friend. I was just like, oh, we found this at work today. Just what is going on? It's the ghoul freezer. <laughs> Someone found, finally found the WMDs that they uh, <laughs> were looking for back in the day. I was like, uh, yeah, there might be quite a lot of biologically... Uh, turns out they were in Oxfordshire in all the time. <laughs> Who knew? So yeah, not really looking forward to that. Mm. But yeah, welcome to the occupation. Sorry, we had... 10 minutes into this podcast and <laughs> yeah. barely talked well, about the song. Well, I mean, we've kind of talked about the lyrical themes and then I've just like... Yeah, we did. We did. So how do you feel about it musically? I, I like it. Yeah, it has very, like, appropriately ominous guitar riffery, uh, yeah. if that's even a word. It's also, I don't know... This is the first time I've noticed them doing mm. it. It may have happened in previous songs and it just passed by my inattentive ears, but... This has multiple Michaels. What? It has, like, a sort of... It sounds to me like it has a dual, like, lead vocal, like, okay. in the verses. Like, he's singing it, like, a, a higher octave and then also a lower octave at the... Uh, like, over is the top. Is he doing his own backing vocals? Or is Indeed. it not really backing vocals if they're just over each other? If one's not in the background? Well, it's kind of like... Yeah, it. I'm not even sure which is the which is the lead vocal, but mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a pretty common thing to do. In fact, I remember like an anecdote about when Nirvana were recording Nevermind and the producer uh, wanted Kirk Bain to do this on one of the songs. And he was just like, well, that's artificial and not allowed. You know, that's, that's inauthentic, man, or something similar. Not that I can really replicate <laughs> how he talked, but like... He just thought that it was artifice, and the producer's like, yeah, but John Lennon did it. Which apparently, like, <laughs> supposedly convinced Kurt Cobain. So, uh, so I think that works quite well, because he's kind of got this kind of more growly thing 
in the foreground and then higher notes supporting it or maybe the other way around yeah uh it's pretty atmospheric very very it's the music and lyrics go together very well which Mm -hmm. i think yeah really well jumping the gun but that might not always be the case or or i don't i don't know like or maybe the con the like the contrast is perhaps intended in a different way but jumping the gun anyway as i said yeah um and that's like hook in the chorus they're kind of dum 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 it's it's a very catchy hook i like it a lot yeah pretty great kind of talked around the the lyrics we have but let's talk less around and more <laughs> is that how you is that what is that the right word <laughs> correct preposition i don't know uh yeah i mean and also something we may maybe should have mentioned in the previous song but his i mean you can't always make out all of the words but generally his singing is more distinctive in being able to like make out what the words are than mm-hmm. previously i mean i think there's been a trend towards that as we've gone along but yeah he's quite he's been he's quite clear for these first two songs yeah i mean there's lots of interesting lyrics i don't want to just read them all out but um, no, he picks them out, though. Yeah, so we've got sugar cane and coffee cup, copper, steel, and cattle, and annotated Ooh. history, the forest for the fire. We open up the floodgates, freedom reigns supreme, fire on the hemisphere below. Like, I feel like that's the kind of really, like, almost like the key, like, oh, yeah, now we're getting to the point mm. here. Um, and that's why I was like, yeah, this is definitely, like, about foreign policy and kind of like yeah exploitation of resources and wars and hey your country has stuff that our businesses want so we're gonna just do what our big companies want so sucks to be you um which again it's not as if the british empire never did this sort of thing in fact they did it quite a lot but yeah i guess good that they're calling like people out (laughs) just because like not everyone particularly enjoys like cracking a history book, so it's cool that people who are into no. music can find out about the world this way. It's kind of interesting, like contextually, both um, if you'll forgive me for going mm. ahead again, both this album and also Green and Out of Time, mm. particularly those ones, I think. Like that kind of context of you know, this is when REM started to get bigger. Mm. Not that Document was nearly as big as Out of Time, but yeah, to have albums that are full of some degree of kind of like environmental awareness or stuff like that. And like more overtly political stuff. More overtly political whilst the band is also getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. And of course, this is a massive oversimplification. Like bands have been big that are political and well, it's not like all pop bands well, are and even not political. Indeed, as we mentioned in the previous episode slash song you mm. two were like famously like quite political in the 80s that like sarcasm of freedom reigns supreme it's kind of like mm-hmm. maybe at home it kind of does but abroad you know yeah that's it it's like you don't do what you say right 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 it's yeah the... like i i'm probably going to mention him on a on a later episode but uh dan dan carlin has a thing that he he says mm. in his podcast he's kind of like he says that he wishes uh his country lived up to its marketing material yeah it's the, i mean it's the same thing with any kind of i think most western countries especially when you look at things like colonialism is like freedom for yeah who. but i think the fact that america actually does kind of like 
ostensibly stand for stuff, whereas Britain doesn't really. It's just kind of like... I don't know, every time I walk past the British Values Board... Like... <laughs> <laughs> is there is there one? I didn't know. Yeah, they're most most schools. Do yeah, they have Because that? you have to teach British, oh, okay. British values as part of the curriculum. Mm, that... Not saying in every class, it's not yeah. a sort of weird uh, yeah. Pledge of Allegiance thing, but... Um, yeah, yeah, meant to, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I again, like, don't want to offend any uh, American listeners, but certainly, certainly, growing, growing up, and as a teenager, when I was first kind of becoming aware of these things, I always thought thought that the uh, pledge of allegiance seemed like it kind of lacked lacked chill to kind of have to do have to do that in the morning. But I can kind of, I mean, I'll come out and say it, I think it's a pretty fascist thing. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I uh, well, <laughs> I, I can I can kind of see where you're coming from on that too. But, um, uh, but there you go. Um, I mean, it, I think any kind of like state imposition of allegiance to a state is like opposed to freedom in some way, regardless of what that state ostensibly represents. Stands for yeah. I can see where I can see where you're coming coming from. Yeah, because you're saying that people aren't free to well, to to not necessarily. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sorry. I'm completely inarticulate right now. No, it's um, fine. Yeah, I, I think it, just going back to the point of like, I kind of wish that our country actually like stood f- stood for something, even <laughs> even nice. if it didn't like always live up to it. It just kind of seems to be about perpetuating like privilege for a few. Yeah, not really even kind of apologising for it or really wrapping it up in anything. It's just like, yeah, this is how it is, I guess. No, and just kind of like being, oh, it's a good thing because like, oh, somehow because you got to the top, you deserve to be there. It's like, that's mm, not how it works. Yeah, in some ways it feels less hypocritical, but also sadder. Yeah. There's... Like, I agree with you that I would rather, I don't know, like when it comes to politics, whatever, it's, it's that feeling of so often, like even when I voted for somebody... Well, obviously not a Tory, but when their policy is just like, well, we're not the Tories, you're like, well, yeah, like, great. Clap, clap. It's not much. It's not difficult to be much better than, than that. Absolutely. Exactly. It's it's like, well, I guess I'll vote for you because you're the only other candidate that might get in. But also, is this the best you can say? Like, I'd, I want to vote for something that's positive. Yeah. You know what I mean, I want to vote for someone that's saying, "We'll change this. This will better." Because yeah, it's it's such a low bar, and and in the in their current incarnation like back when david cameron was prime minister they at least had like the decency to kind of like pretend that they weren't awful some of the time whereas now it does (laughs) definitely seem like the nastiness and the like kind of spit on anyone who you don't think is whatever good enough is just like the point it's weird. Why can't people just be decent to everybody? Uh, is it so hard? It seems like it's hard. It does. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's so it just weird. seems that like I don't know. Maybe power is the problem. Burn it all down. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're fixed it. I fixed it now. Yeah, we're we're there are uh, no problems with this plan. We're, we're an anarchist podcast. We will hoist hoist the black flag. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't actually own a black flag. I'm sorry. I'll have to make one. That's the truly anarchist way. Yes. 
You can't buy no. things. Yeah, it'd be stupid to buy one. They well, I mean, one. you. I don't know. You you probably have to like pledge some kind of uh, some kind of. You have to barter for a, for your flags. Okay. With somebody who makes. I them. will make a flag making syndicate out of people that just want to make <laughs> flags because they feel it's the right thing to do, and then I'll. Yeah. Then we'll make a flag. Pretty great. <laughs> we don't have a king. We're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. That's not where I thought this episode was ending. <laughs> On that bombshell, flags. They're kind of interesting. Bye. Bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch. On. gdgcpodcast.gmail.com Yeah. Sorry, I'm just saying yeah now, which is <laughs> it's terrible audio. Guess it's better than not saying nothing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, um, now I'm doing it. It's infectious.